everybody, don't forget to follow us on all our social media platforms. On Instagram, it's at the Juicy Cup Podcast. Twitter is going to be at the underscore juicy underscore cup, or you can email us at the juicy cup at gmail.com. The Juicy Cup Podcast is an opinion based show that should not be considered professional advice or services and assumes no responsibility or liability towards listeners. Let's go. Hey everybody, welcome to the Juice Cup Podcast. I am your host, Bernard. And I am Valerie. Hey everybody. And welcome, welcome. All right, Valerie, how have you been? I've been great. I've been enjoying what we call the infamous Leo season. Mm -hmm. It has been given what it's supposed to give. And yeah. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. How have you been? <laughs> I'm doing good. Well, I would say everybody Valerie's um birthday was was it's the eleventh. So was eleven last week? Yes. Yes, it was. It was um last week and so she enjoyed her festivities and everything, you know, turning sixteen or twenty five. I don't feel like people um age past twenty five <laughs> until you get sixty five or fifty five at senior discounts. You don't claim all those. No, no, at all. But so far, <laughs> um, I'm doing good. Um, yeah, it's my first time recording out of Seattle. Um, it was we finally like made it. Drive, finally, but you know, it wasn't even long. I guess because we took so many stops in between that it wasn't like mm-hmm. bad, and we didn't like try to like our longest drive was probably from Houston to Phoenix. Hmm. And you know, and I had to do my residency stuff, and that was that was interesting. I'll talk about that more off the podcast. That was interesting. Oh, okay. I forgot to say <laughs> about that part. I still really time. have not caught up. I know. I've been busy. Like today, like even like today, I had like some appointments and stuff I had to do as far as get my life together here in Seattle. Mm-hmm. And when I send you this stuff, I got some mail to send you. So like one piece of mail came. Oh, okay. Regular mail. But yeah, um, I'll get to that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, what's in your cup? So today, I am drinking this Central Market Organic Italian Soda flavored prickly pear. Oh, better go to Central Market. Central Market is just low-key to shit. It's expensive in there, but it's low-key to shit. Hey, this was two for a dollar, and they were twenty five point four fluid ounces. Oh, I like to call these Florida ounces, but I had to learn that it was fluid ounces. Fluid ounces. Once I became an adult, you can still say it in your personal time. It's your friend. In my head, it is. I was about to say Florida just now, and I had to catch myself <laughs> and be like, "No, nah, you recording? It's fluid ounces." It's that, that Florida in you. Oh, you know what? We didn't start. Uh, I mean, um, the little song I was at put it. Have you looked at that song? I was on TikTok and um and I seen it and I was like, damn. No. You know, I, I'd be slow to catch up on Florida music since being out of Florida now. You should play it so I can hear it. Let me see. But while we do that, y'all, um Well, I'm What's drinking water. Well, yeah, I'm I'm drinking water. So I got stuff to do today, so I can't <laughs> I came real close yesterday. I'm sick. Can you hear it? Mm-hmm. They've been talking about it on TikTok. 
This sounds like something else we play in Florida. Yeah, it's a Florida song. I know, but it's, it's another song that I think sounds just like it. That's um, a Florida song with that same person. I didn't talk about it. Um, I might have to find a sign he's talking about, though. It's, it's like, it's like ride on it, side on it, something, something. It's something like that, but it's the same um, same kind of thing. Feels very Florida vibes. You know, and sometimes I be missing Florida. Nobody understands my Floridaness. Oh, but me, I do. Yes. Don't want to uh, move back though, but I no, definitely yeah, have yeah. some mm-mm, missing mm-mm. moments. Especially with education, they teaching children that um, slavery is a uh, we well, acquired skills. It was very beneficial to us. I, re- I just really hope nobody in my look me in my face, say some shit like that. Put me in my face. <laughs> well, you would. I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, we will have a big problem. Anyway, so let's go ahead and start with it got me going. So it got so me going. So what got you going is the petty week, um, Bernard. The pettiness of it all. Um, I, I think I had I was going to use my move for Seattle because you know it's been a great thing. It's been I've been really happy so far, loving everything. However, until I was randomly scrolling the other night, um, or the other, uh, wherever, however long it came out ago, Kiki Palmer, um, and us, well, us's new video featuring Kiki Palmer. And my favorite line out of the whole video is at the very end, and she was like, "Well, you know, I missed the show," and then she was like, oh, "I was so tired, whatever the case may be." And she was like, "Well, you know, I am a mother," and she winked at the camera. That is like the cherry on top of pettiness of how I how I want everybody to understand it. that level of pettiness, and like just un. It doesn't take much energy to be petty sometimes. It's like the subtlest things. That's and, you, and you can make money. It took and too you, much time. It, it, but it made her money. Imagine, imagine me being being able to be petty and make money at the same time. How lovely is that? That that is a dream. That's when you fuck around. And you. I find feel out. like she's petty to a time ten. You still need to parent with this individual, and mm-hmm. what was done was done. So and here we go that? again. So what was that um energy when he posted that stuff on social media, like? I think it's a difference. Yeah, like when somebody do something wrong, though, like that no, no. they can come forward. Out. He made a mistake. I mean, I, I won't call it a mistake. He made the wrong move. It wasn't a mistake because he he willfully went online, mm-hmm. got into his account, went to where he could post, and made his comment. Right, mm-hmm. but it it was a situation that happened. You know, we have to move beyond it. He hasn't come back to rebuttal anything that she has said or done over this past what I think it's been about six weeks. Mm-hmm. And then we come back and now we do a video with Usher and we throw back the comment to, to bring it back full circle. I feel like she need to grow up like, at the end of the day. But hey, that's me. I love it. I say you give me a chance to make money. Um, I'm, all, I'm, all, I'm all about my business. Now I'm one less partner down splitting these household bills. He was already my employee in the first place. So now I have to... Um... I have to split and I have to pay these books. Now I'm a single mother. Not you I'm talking clear. So he was unemployed how? No, they like worked literally together. her employee? Yeah, I think oh, so. Okay. From my understanding, yeah. And so even like she still had to pay him all this stuff. No, no, whatever whatever he did, I don't know fully exactly what he did, but I know like they was in a business relationship also together. And I think he, she was more so like the overall person, the head person in charge of the case be. I, I thought she was gonna say like she had to she had to pay him anyways, meaning she was the breadwinner and 
No, she is. No, I thought she's she one of the gender roles. Oh no, no, not you. She is um the breadwinner in their relationship. Um, however, of course. I'm glad she ain't married to Duke. Then she had to pay him alimony. But um, I love that level of pettiness. I actually hope that they get back together and work it out. No, I however that looks for them. I'm, I'm, I'd be perfectly happy for that. Whatever works. Sometimes two so people can you have not miss a mistake in a relationship? Can you not misstep in a relationship? You can't put. You can't put. Look how you look at No, because you, because it's like so. What I I think my thing is about people, and I um, especially as a person who I would consider myself a lot of times non-confrontational necessarily mm-hmm. like we can like have a discussion like i was like a strong discussion about something which is fine but i'm really non-confrontational and so if you get me to a point where i'm actually want to put energy in being mad at you you can't tell me how you can't i could it's i could still categorize as being petty i was it was extremely petty i'm not gonna lie about that that was some petty ass shit she did but you know we wouldn't have got to this point if you didn't poke this bear you had ample, you had ample but I understand, I understand that she could have took a different route. However, if you go so poke a bear, the, the bear is going to maul your head off. You can't tell that bear. Well, she mauled already. She mauled six weeks ago. I don't think she. Why was, are we mauling she, again? Actually, she video. never responded. And also think about like at this point, business wise, it honestly, business wise, it makes sense for her to kind of be this in a way petty, because. Every time we went on her page, she had a new business to talk about, or, or an event to talk about. Um, she had, she had, especially now Hollywood is on strike, so it's not like she could do anything else. So I would, I would take that into account. You tell me that I can't act, I can't write anymore. She got a podcast, and and um, true. But on that same podcast with her mama, he's she said about how she felt about displaying public relationships like that, far as that issues. She openly said on the podcast he was sitting right there with her mama, and so it, it just feels like a slap in the face. I'm saying she's still petty for, it and I love it. That, that's all. That's what got me going. I, mean, I, I love just want to acknowledge the pettiness because it was petty. But yeah, that's my level of petty right there. So I did see that part of the video, and I was like, did she really go this far? Mm-hmm. I just rolled my eyes and moved on. I love it. <laughs> I love it. I love it for her. <laughs> the niggas will embarrass you on the internet and then um, have people that want to save them and spare their feelings instead of hers. Possibly. Well, what got you going? So I have a good got me going and I have a uh got me going. So my good got me going is that I had a wonderful trip yes. to Cabo. Um, mm-hmm. The vibes was given. Um, Love the pictures. The, yes, thank you. Down to the massages on the beach, the UTV riding, the camel riding, the relaxation, the pool, the beach, like everything was just legit. The food, lovely. Uh-huh. Um, so that was like my good like it was good to get away good to get a little passport stamp you know mm-hmm. walk down my favorite aisle to the Holy Spirit <laughs> walk down my favorite aisle to as get you my deserve <laughs> far as just yeah. trip <laughs> um, but the part that like was the uh is like I don't understand why people don't feel the need to utilize headphones when we're in a public setting right uh huh um, it's like it's no courtesy. I don't want to hear what you're listening to. 
I don't want to watch your TikTok video. I don't want to hear your 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 Instagram video. And like I just noticed that the more and more I go out in public settings, specifically the airport, people just sitting about in open public with their phone on the highest volume so I can hear everything that's going on on your phone clearly as you're watching a show or something. And it's even funny to me because when you're on the plane, they ask you to please put on your headphones. And some people still don't do it. I just think it's like, it's the most irritating thing. It's downright Lastly, you know how I'm always talking about these uh, um, shopping carts, right? Uh-huh. So today I went to Sam's and I realized that Sam's is the most efficient buggy place ever because I've never, and I was looking at the, all the baskets I've never seen a raggedy basket at Sam's. You never see a basket pulled out <laughs> to the side because ain't nobody want to take a little ugly duckling and trying to get another. You can literally pull and go. And for that, I want to give Sam's their kudos. I'm mad that I knew she was what she was about to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> Sam. I literally wrote it in my phone when I was walking at Sam's. I got a double on this. <laughs> Look, a good buggy is like the best. That good because I feel like when we, um. When you are shop, when I'm shopping, when I don't like, I feel like you don't really like. No, not a lot of people like going shopping for groceries. When you got to spend money, um, to do the most. But if you got a fucked up buggy, I'm willing. I'm less willing to kind of honestly go through the aisles. My buggy's all you're good. You trying I'm, to just get exactly what you need. Mm-hmm. You got to fight with the buggy. It's going left, and you trying to go right. It's going forward. You trying to. It's just doing too much. I can't struggle while also trying to struggle what I'm gonna get, what I'm gonna eat. I can't. Mm-mm. You feel my pain. I refuse. I like it. I like we use. Speak on one last thing about that. You know, I thought this whole time <laughs> Costco's had like a whole like um like Sam's Club. They have a military discount. Mm-hmm. So Costco's do not. I'm a glass. Really? Shop. I'm a glass shopper of Trader Joe's. I'm so shopper. surprised because Costco seems so. You would think everybody. so. Yeah, they have no Sam's Club up here. And I was like, okay, so I have a Sam's Club membership right now, but I usually only go to Sam's Club when I used to, like, go to, like, parties and events and, like, I have to bring, like, cupcakes or, like, if I need, like, tissues or, um, or booty wipes and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I get those, like, big things there, so I have to kind of go to a, a store. It's cheaper and kind of, like, more, more. I'm okay. I don't need to spend $100 on a card that I barely use. <laughs> we'll see how long I last, but I'm I'm against it right now. I'm mad about. It. I'm more so mad about my military discount. Do they have another wholesale place like that? Like, uh, yeah, we used to have BJ's, Sam's, uh-huh. and Costco's. Do they have another, a third? Um, no, but I also been going to this um Asian market that's actually been really good. Um, maybe have some low key stuff and like really good stuff in there. So I ain't mad. I at think it. if Asian markets was a dual pole, they starting to make a lot more money than what they used to make. The is, I'm hearing a lot more people is, go shopping in Asian market. The fruit up here in this Asian market that I go to is 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 a one. I I can't because usually I go to Trader Joe's sometimes or like um they have they have a Safeway but I think it's like really similar to Kroger but this Asian market um been real good to me. All right. So speaking so of food, let's get into topic number yeah. one. I'm interested. I didn't ask you how do you even get into this because you um. So the question is, y'all, what is your last meal? I think I clicked it, but I don't think I can't remember what it's about. Uh, so basically, it talks about somebody who's in prison and 
basically they're getting like a death sentence and a death penalty. And when you get the death penalty, if you know, they pretty much allow you to have whatever you want as your last meal. Uh-huh. Um, so Bernard, tell me what did you decide would be your last and final meal? Oh, it was it was a very quick and simple, easy thing for me. Um, there's only one person in the world that can actually cook it. Um and it'll be my uncle. It'll be um some lima beans, neck bones, and rice and cornbread. What you want your last meal to be? Yes, I don't. I guess I don't. I'm not a really big like steak like person. I don't eat seafood. Um, I can always eat chicken, and I eat chicken more often. Like I'm not gonna miss chicken. And so if I had to pick like an actual meal that gives me comfort. Is lima beans and rice, neck bones, and cornbread. My granddad used to cook it a lot. And so I had to pick it as a, like a last meal. If not, then I w- it would still be another event and be my grandma. My grandma cooked um, stuffed cabbage. She okay. put a little more seasoning on it because um, my grandma white, y'all, but sometimes, you know, when she first used to make it, she put enough seasoning in it. <laughs> I did not think you would talk about her. <laughs> <laughs> well, exactly. I forgot she can't cook. She can't, y'all, it's full white lady, she can't cook, I would say that, but I would say over the last, I would say me and my mom, like, making a joke about it, but, like, over the last few years, is more, so I think it happens with a lot of older people, and I don't think race is, um, I think her being white is a coincidence, but she put less seasoning in things now, and it's everything she do she now. gotta watch all her levels. Yeah, she, she don't have high blood pressure, cholesterol, no, and all that. Like a, a an older lady, as far as that, especially her her meals on Facebook looking real healthy as hell. I'm feeling I'm, I'm happy for her. I think a few years, like maybe a year before I left, or that, that Christmas before I left uh-huh. to move here. Um, mind you, because I don't, your mama, we ain't gonna talk about her cooking, but <laughs> me and Auntie went to the house, but to your grandma's house, and I'm mm-hmm. like, and Chantel was like, oh, she could cook. And I said, but Natalie. And then she was like, no, 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 no. She could cook. Mm. I didn't try it. But when I walked in, I saw the spread and I smelled it. I was like, okay, she, she looked like she knows what she's doing. The only reason I didn't eat is because I had already ate. Mm-hmm. But it, it was very convincing. Like I was, if I was hungry, I would eat. I think, so I, was like, I, okay. I think because like between, I think the way she had to come to this country, she had to like learn how to cook. And she's always been mm-hmm. with like a black man and her family on state taught how to cook and then her ex-husband from like dominica he used to cook a lot and so i would imagine that she just learned how to chef. cook lord he's the reason why you plantains <laughs> I, I have never smelled a, a, a food that i just absolutely dislike in my life he made them shit so much so i'm not star cousin but so goddamn much um yeah i'm glad he's okay we, uh, he stays in hawaii but he doesn't stay on my way well, that's good. He's good. Mm-hmm. I thought he was dead. I'm happy he's good. I thought he was deceased. Hmm? I thought he was deceased. I have him on my Facebook. Oh, well, I'm happy he's good. But yeah. I already was a chef, like chef, chef. Yes, he was. I don't know um, about that. But, you know, we, we got off topic. What, what is your last meal? <laughs> <laughs> so my last meal ain't coming from nobody, grandma, auntie, sister, whatever. I want me a salmon Alexander, cook medium well. Ooh. From Papados. <laughs> um, I want me, if I could have an alcoholic beverage, um, a sidecar with a sugar rim, and I want my dessert to either be cheesecake or brownie hole nuts. Um, yeah, that's 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 my meal. And if I could get it around lunch, 
so I can fully finish the meal by dinner. Mm-hmm. Like you could give me half and half. I'm I'm good. And the salmon mm-hmm. Alexander guys, just so you know, is a huge piece of salmon. They top it with scallops, um, crawfish, and shrimp, and they have like they drizzle this sauce over it mm-hmm. that is amazing. And then I do a loaded baked potato with the load on the side. I'm in heaven. If they really want to be all fancy for me, give me everything I want. Give me a um a dozen oysters too, shut. I ain't mad at it. And we in a look, I ain't mad at it. I would say, you know what? I would add if I had it outside, I would add a public cake. Um slice cake. Public sub. So one of my good friends oh, right I now. I think about that. Is at Publix, is it was at Publix and I seen it. And I said, You can't bring me back a boar's head honey maple turkey put long on wheat. Look, you can, you can look, you can go to Dollar Store and get um put it in a lunch pile and like lunch pail and get like little freeze things and we we can make this work. We can I, you can make the whole sub. Just don't put nothing too wet on it. So like you can hold the tomatoes, you can get you can hold the oil and vinegar. Everything else I like is else is pretty dry. You can even put a little mm-hmm. honey mustard in the container. We can take this on the plane and get it back in due time and to make this right. I ain't mad at you. She just laughed. I don't think she really heard my request the way I wanted her to hear it. But, you know, in this safe way, they have like a sandwich thing. They have boards too. And I was like, hmm, I actually may go get it. I'm, I'm, I'm being inspired. I would try it. I would try to put us up together here if they have boards here. But I haven't seen boards here tonight. Mm-hmm. At least I, I haven't seen so. it in Kroger. And I haven't seen it in um HEB because I've looked in they the don't. past, but it's like, when I asked for the jerk personal. chicken, um, turkey is it jerk turkey or chicken? Um, like cut, they have a sandwich in Publix, the jerk chicken, and um, mm-hmm. I asked and they was like, I don't think um we, I don't think they make those, and I was like, baby, don't. And me, her, uh, me, her, and uh, another person who um, whoever also worked with them, I was like, no, you don't have them up here. So they have them very openly in, um, in places called Publix in Florida. You can just Ooh. say that. Just say you have Cajun stuff, which is not, you know, it's different. I've learned that it's a different Cajun Creole. And I was like, okay. Yeah. I, I get real particular with my food when I want to. But, you know, <laughs> speaking of last meals, moving right along. You know, I hope his last meal was real good, but Tory Lanez, y'all got sentenced to 10 years. I did a smile. You did? I did. I don't feel sorry for him at all. When I heard all the other things he had been doing, this, like, even after the trial, mm-hmm. leading up to the sentencing, I, I can't really say I feel sorry for the man either. I feel like, you know... At some point, accountability is needed. <laughs> he just lacked the accountability. And it's, like I said, it's, to me, it's not, I, he committed a crime. Yes, I think if he took a plea deal and like, um, and then it was 10 years and he was like holding himself accountable, maybe we can move in the direction um, of like, not saying wooing him necessarily, but it kind of moved, just moved into the direction of just kind of understanding like oh, he's accountable and see how that looks. Um, but he didn't. He took every opportunity to try to embarrass the girl, even when she was trying to protect him. And to me, and that, like, that is when I'm like, oh, you fuck around and you found out. You found out. You didn't want to hold yourself accountable. You wanted to be immature. You, um, you know, and you had celebrities, some celebrities around you that was telling you to um, also being against her and, and all that other stuff. And it's weird because she didn't, she's not the one who 
did the whole trial. She preferred not to actually like, you know, go up and talk about um, the whole ordeal. She had no choice in all because your, your direct actions led to these 10 years. And so I'm, I don't feel sorry for your direct actions because it would have been a different story if he actually was accountable of his actions. And he probably got, I think somebody, I want to say, I don't know how true this is. He had like 27 months. And so he would have had time served. Yeah, so he'd already had time Mm -hmm. served. And so it'd have been, you know, and I will, I'll wait for what I I say after your comment. I don't have much of a comment on it. I think that just both in COVID and watching a lot of um, Tori's behaviors, his personality, Mm -hmm. I'm not really surprised at how he reacted um, leading up to him being um, sentenced. Uh-huh. Um and even just like you said, I didn't know I, I wasn't that much following this story. I know we spoke about him in a previous episode, and it was questionable about did he do what they said he did, but what he was actually being charged for was nothing about more so what they said he did, more so than I believe him actually having a weapon on him while uh-huh. being on some form of probation. Am I correct? Yes. Um, so with that being stated, it's it it it's just like his personality is it gives me narcissistic. It gives me very um, lack of accountability for anything. And that's exactly what he gave off after the trial leading up to his sentencing and then to further antagonize her and bother her um, after everything came out. And even, and I know that the, the punishment should not be geared towards his father response, but I don't think his father helped him either. Uh-uh. With that whole um I guess you want to say whatever he was trying to do with blaming everybody else but his son and it's everybody else's fault. It's like, you know how he came on and he was, mm. it was a whole meme blaming about it for like Na- a couple of weeks. Blaming Rock Nation. Rock Nation. It was just, it was horrible. Like, I feel like, you know, at the end of the day, sometimes when you're greedy, you end up in these situations. And this was a form of greed too, because like, like what's said, mm. at the end of the day, I knew he kind of thought he was going to get something out of this. He should have took the two years that they were offering him. Instead of just two years, but you know. But it's been going on since, what, 2021, 2020? Mm-hmm. It's been a while. It's been a long time. And I'm glad, I'm like, I am glad, like, now this is this is done. I don't think we're going to care about any other things outside of it really anymore. And hopefully she can kind of, like, you know, move on and make music and all that other stuff. I hope she watches the company that she keeps. And honestly, I just, because a lot of times we don't we don't mm-hmm. do that as as individuals we think oh well this is our friend and he could have been your friend mm-hmm. at the time but you know your friend is only meant to be in certain environments where you can't take your friend everywhere and you have friends like that as adults and mm-hmm. as kids and it's sometimes it takes a long time to recognize that but mm-hmm. he's definitely one where you may have needed to be that friend on a phone call but not in person and not in a private setting where they whatever they had going on on the street like you didn't need to be going out with him you got friends in different categories as you grow up and you have to learn to keep them in their categories unless you see something that grows and matures with that person Mm -hmm. but you can move them out of that category and put them in another one and you have to be comfortable with that so hopefully from the situation Mm -hmm. she learned something you know some friends you gotta leave in the way they at and let them be great and they laughing though what was the other thing you were gonna say about it Oh, just more so just about um, legal stuff as far as like, um, and it's not always, but I do think sometimes, like I said, holding yourself accountable sometimes, what it seems like when I think of legal 
holding yourself accountable a lot of times turns out more uh, turns out better especially if you did the crime if you didn't do the crime i understand you know you should um fight it but especially when you have did, done something and you have a, like a lesser sentence depending on how it impacts your life sometimes just take it, be accountable if your the actions are usually less severe people are more willing to accept accountability than the reality of knowing that you did something it may not be everything they said you did but knowing that you did something yeah. you don't accept any accountability for it um so it, it people are example i'm watching um suits uh what's the name what's this is with tommy it's one of those those shows of um wanting to be in love or whatever mm-hmm. i find the name of it um, love, but, um too hot to handle no love um it's something with love mm-hmm. um but um long story short um i watched the miami version of the last season because um one of the girls who used to do my hair back home was on it mm-hmm. and i see that they've done one now in austin is it austin or dallas or either i think they're in dallas um and it's a guy that was on there and he pretty much is the pretty boy i'm trying to come out of my whole phase but I am who I have been and I don't I don't not acknowledge it. And a lot of the women, every woman, although like maybe 80% of the women in the show were like, no, I can't be with him. The main thing they said was I I commend him for being honest. And some of the things that he was honest about was like, oh, well, why your last relationship didn't work? And he was like, well, I was overseas in Dubai. I was a saxophonist. I was playing my saxophone, blah, 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 blah. And, you know, I was sleeping with other women. But he said it like straight face. It wasn't, no, I'm trying to make an excuse for it. And every woman who spoke with him came back and said the same thing. Yeah, I really commend him for being honest, but it's just not where I'm at right now and not what I want. And a few women still wanted to move forward because he was honest. Mm -hmm. And most people, if you poll, take cheating as like the number one no for them. Yeah. So I'm I'm using it as an example of if if they can be like, well, hey, like I commend him, blah blah blah. But Tori can even do that. Tori can no. even be like, well, you know, I was I was around the gun. The gun was in my proximity, and my hand may have touched it, and you may have found my prints on it. He's just like, no. Because he daddy was daddy like a pastor. <laughs> Look, oh, doing the Next. most. Especially if he wasn't guilty, then like I'm saying, like who the fuck did it? So nobody can say the who the hell did ready it. To love. Ready to love? I think it was like you ever heard of it? Um, I think I just yeah. seen um we get on top, but um I just wanna say I think I wanna it's a guy, he was cheating on his girlfriend on there and she was like sitting there watching him and she had like nothing to say. Um black on the dude, show? Yeah, it might be long. I don't know. I might um go on come back the next time. They got several seasons, so I wouldn't even know what season you talk about. It's something that happened recently, like he was cheating with this girl and his girlfriend now they're at the reunion, they're watching it. Um, and it might be the wrong show. And I just know, like, she's saying, like, nothing. She's just, in, like, looking at him. And she's, like, she's making faces a little bit. But he openly flirted and playing with it and had sex with that girl. It was interesting. Mm-hmm. He's going to watch some shows, but I mean. It happened to pop up on my um, YouTube. Oh, see. <laughs> I may have to watch. I may have to um, check him out. I usually don't watch him. I thought it was very interesting, and I know it's a little off topic, Mm -hmm. but I thought it was very interesting to see the girls that were on this season, which was Dallas, 
well, Texas in general, and then watching the season from Miami. Like one of the girls on Miami, everybody was slim, petite, nice figure on, on Miami because we know uh-huh. the facade that we give off. Baby, on Texas, they got some thick ones. And I was just looking at the women versus the women from before. And that's what caught my attention. Because uh-huh. I was like, they got some some girls on here. Like, these girls are, they have a little weight on them. They have hips. They have butt. They have, they got everything. They got breasts. And then uh-huh. they have weight. And it's not, it didn't look bad, but it was, these are natural bodies. They it got one girl on there who's like a, a um, a fitness girl, but uh-huh. everybody else is thick. Oh, and I was nice. just looking at the contrast and in Miami show, one of the girls, although she was pretty, she had a, the awesome personality, uh-huh. she didn't really get what she needed out of the show from when I watched it because of her weight. But then this girl was on this, sh- this episode is one girl, same exact give off. Uh-huh. And she's considered to be like top tier on that show. Personality, um, she got the weight on her and she's a bright skinned girl as well, like the other girl. Uh-huh. But over here, she's loved, and over there, it's like, mm, she has a nice personality, but she got a lot of weight on her, yeah. And then, um, you know, how about we just take away this next topic and we can talk about this? This is a good comment, I like this. Um, <laughs> I think is I think we talked about it in a way before, but like, you can be a Miami 10, but be a five in um, in Houston. And vice versa, or like you know, you can be really can. And I think it's more so. Um, and I would say even that goes for like men, women, and everybody else. Um, also, um, you can be a ten in one place and be like a, a whole different perspective and a whole another one. And it depends on the area. Like you're gonna get those more, especially Miami, California. Um, a lot of those real superficial um vibes um from a lot of i could keep up our standards and like um ways you get a synthetic vibe from miami and cali especially miami miami is it's just no i feel like california is is a, is a close second but it's not as a close second it's not a, it's not a, it's not as visual like they kind of because my experience with cat huh not hide it but they infiltrate it throughout everything like and I'm just even mm-hmm. talking about their food, right? Like, so I went to Cali and I went Dunkin' Donuts. And I said, this ain't the same Dunkin' Donuts that I be eating at te- mm-hmm. in Texas and in Florida. It tasted healthy. But mm-hmm. I'm ordering the same exact thing that I order from Miami and from up here in Houston. Yeah. But then when you... So I feel like they try to... Even their, all of their food just tasted like it was bland, like it was lacking something. So I'm like, you kind of like forced to lose weight within the community <laughs> of the yeah but then in, in florida it's like it, it goes to and i'm going to be very transparent one of the reasons why i chose to move it wasn't a main reason but it did help influence my reason was i came here for a weekend to visit in 2018 uh-huh. to houston random trip i had actually planned the trip by myself some friends found out i was going they jumped in and we all all three of us went everybody was naturally them out of the whole weekend of going to a multitude of different places, from uh-huh. restaurants, lounges, just grocery stores, just chilling, I could tell you I counted on one hand the amount of women that looked like they had some form of tummy tuck breasts or butt lift or lip fillers or something done that was cosmetically done to them. Everybody looked like they were living their true selves of who they are. And I don't doubt anybody for 
what they choose to do. But I can also see why when people come here with all of the cosmetic stuff that we do back in Miami, uh -huh. um, they're not getting the same response because they used to seeing cornbread fed women and men out here. Uh -huh. While in Miami, we living up to another facade. No, no knock on Miami, but it was something where I was like, at one point before leaving, like, dang, do, do, do I want to go get this fat sucked out of my stomach and put him, like, do I want to, do I want to, because everybody around me, like, at work, mm -hmm. like, just was, I remember that was somebody at my job at the time, like, two people, actually, they went and actually got work done, and they coming back to work in pain, and I'm like, do I really want to do this, like, is this what I want for myself, and mm -hmm. I, I said to myself, no, but when I came over here, I felt comfortable in wow. just being cool. I was. And I, I I feel comfortable being home. I don't want anybody to think it's something about going back home. Yeah. But it just I just need you to get away from it because it was very consuming. And I said, and that's very understandable. Like I said, Miami had like I said, I think the stigma that comes with you know, I guess a lot of the like Miami and Cali when they do a lot of that. I said it you can still be there, but it's it's a level of comfort that I don't think I can explain, quite honestly, that when you go to places like Houston versus Miami, Houston feels more comfortable to me as far as going, as far as going out and being yourself. It's not saying that they don't have like those also stands people are not like doing those surgeries and all that stuff. It just comes off maybe in a different way. But I said more times than not when you go out, you see more of people who don't. And so it's just Kind of this different vibe, I would say, as far as how they um, say it here, do it at um, well, I oh, I'm about to say here in Houston. Um, there in Houston. It's okay, I understand you haven't gotten totally adjusted. Mm -hmm. <laughs> at all. So moving along. So we go do what? Um, what is the biggest fear about parenting? So this question is truly about like, what is your biggest fear that you could possibly see your kid doing that would really like make you possibly come out of your character within rearing and parenting your child? Not so much of like what someone would actually do to your child throughout the parenting, but more so like a behavior or instance that a child would do that would really make you just pause for a minute on the parenting and like be like, oh, I got to take a, a breather. What you got, Banana? I see you over there thinking. I'm thinking you have to go first. I, I'm not. Okay. So my biggest fear is my child embarrassing me in public. And what I mean embarrassing, I, it, this question came to my mind as I was um, at the airport in Cabo and we were, we were getting ready to come back to Houston. Uh -huh. And it's a little girl standing in the middle of the food court. I mean, in the middle of the food court. Like her parents' table is like maybe maybe six to 10 feet away from her. And she is there hollering to the top of her lungs, falling out on the floor, kicking and screaming, hollering. So the point where I had to walk right past her, and I kind of walked past her and wanted to mumble up under my breath, you get your ass up. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh -huh. I just felt for the parents, but they just like they didn't know what to do. And I also think about, um, it was earlier this year when I went, to Miami, I was at the airport and a little girl was going, I don't know where she was going, but she had a balloon. And I think this little girl had a disability of some sort. She had uh -huh. to because it just made no sense. The little girl that was crying in the middle of the full court, she had to be about four. Okay. This other little girl had to be about eight. Uh -huh. Between eight and ten. 
And it was so bad that they were not going to, she wasn't on my flight, but there was the next terminal next to mine. And they literally were not about to take off because they couldn't get on a plane because the plane wouldn't allow her to get on with the balloon. Uh. And she was fighting and kicking her mom, all type of stuff. And I, I know for people who probably listen to this, like, well, it's part of parenting. Uh-huh. But baby, I think I would lose my cool. Like, my mom, growing up, love her. But we used to have conversations before I got out of the car. <laughs> and the conversations was very, very, like, listen here. You better not do A, B, C, C, D. Or I will meet you with A, B, C, D. <laughs> and then if I, if she, if she even felt that I was thinking about going left, like say I, I moved the wrong way, uh, say I even said a something I need to do, it's a little bit of fat up under your arm right here. Mm, between I'm... the elbow and the armpit. Mm-hmm. She gonna pinch right there to get you an order and she gonna this come up real on. close in your ear. Yeah, I can't see it, but it's like, it's like right here. Hold on. No, it's right, <laughs> it's right here. They gonna come up in there and she's gonna come up real close to the end and say that you all right. Mm. And I felt like this is what both of them kids needed, but especially the one that was in the middle of the full court just crying, like for no reason. Like somebody just needed to get up real close to her and just take the little fat and just turn it a little bit and be like, You all right? <laughs> it's one of the moments where I'm gonna give you something to cry about. Uh, and and that, that's what it is for me. I don't like public embarrassment. You could you could you could act a fool at the crib. <laughs> but not actually because it, it impedes on everything else. So I'd understand that. I think if I had to pick one, it will be I feel like it would be a fear, but it also I wouldn't I wouldn't mind it, but I feel like it would be a fear. I feel like my kid had to do like the most how I my how my view of school, I guess. More so the um I feel like their attitude in school would be my biggest fear. I think, yeah, my attitude with them in school would be my biggest fear because it's a difference between how I was as far as growing up in the elementary versus how I my attitude in, um, towards later years. And I feel like the way I act now, my child will reciprocate that same energy. And I feel like my biggest fear is, like, me coming to the school and, like, um, like we had discussed about Nia talking about the cupcakes type stuff. I don't know what it's to say. I don't, to like, I don't know what to tell the child. If my child be like, well, I said no, I don't know what the fuck you want me to do. Mm-hmm. I just, <laughs> now we got, now I have to find a way to correct a behavior that I agree with, but yet we have to kind of now see, like, we have to say it in a different in way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or because I guess, I'm fair, I wouldn't say my, I'll say my, I'm going to use my three youngest siblings. They're very extremely vocal. Uh, I think I only told you guys like well, one story or maybe every no two stories about my younger siblings, but I feel like their mouth are consistently like a thing that we grew up with as my mom household and all her children. And so I would my biggest fear would be their, is their mouth and how I like curate that in like certain, a lot of settings because I don't know what to tell you if my child say I don't like it, I don't like your child and even though they said in a nice way it's just like I don't know what, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> my child don't like your child, or my child doesn't play with you, or my child's gonna get up and go get some water. My child's gonna have a water. That's a bottle. good point. That's a good point because I don't know how I would maneuver that too, especially if I agree. And I don't want to be that parent. What my child said exactly. Then how do you, when you allow certain things at home that can't be per se exactly repeated the same way in another mm. setting? Like that would be a challenge, I guess, at that moment to 
try to rear it back because I could I could see you just like me like totally agreeing. Well, they said no. What's the problem? You want to say it nicer? I will stop and give you the pause. Like you want to say it nicer? We can do that or like um because I believe like I hate like going through school and I don't know how they are in school classes now, but like. Why am I talking half a while about it in class? Like, I understand they have to go pee. You have to go pee. You can't tell me, well, they're going to have to pee. Now, I don't want to hear what you have to um, manage as you mature as an adult. That's some bullshit they tell you. Many times I, I pee as an adult is crazy. <laughs> oh, side note, speaking of that. Seattle, you guys. Seattle has a homeless problem to the point where a lot of public restrooms is not a thing. So imagine going into a Target and they don't have a bathroom. Imagine going to a Dick Sporting Goods because they don't have a, um, a public restroom, a bathroom. Has this been your experience? As a person who frequently uses the restrooms, <laughs> um, I have walked in the Star plenty of Starbucks here downtown doesn't have um bathrooms and it's been a hard it's been like a very i think very mindful about my bathroom usage and I, I i clearly walk in the stores but like hey i buy some off the menu i'm not gonna eat it and it, it seems like that even explaining that to them is like like i just i really have to use the restroom and every now and again they, most time they'll let you go but it's still like like i it's this place by pike's market the purple store i went in about two times Talking to that lady was like, I just got to use the restroom. I'm not, I'm not even going to lie to you. But did she stuff, allow you? Yeah, they did. But stuff like that, as, as a child, like, how do you, how, how, I'm going to tell my child these things. And so I've like, how my child reacts to that is something I can't control. We can try to manage it as far as like, no, maybe this is more a better response because X, Y, Z. But my fear is the attitude. You know, you brought up another thing that was really important uh -huh. to me too that I did that I know is a big fear for me. Uh -huh. Whew, when they gotta go to the restroom. Oh Lord, they want to sit because their ass you, on the bed. You want to be in public and you want to go to use the public restroom because I be seeing some parents and I be cringing for them because I'm like, this bathroom dirty as hell. Like, <laughs> how y'all work this out? Oh. I, I I just I just cringe a little bit because you know. Kids unfortunately want to touch the side of the seat mm. and they gotta hold on like they on some ride. I'd be like, <laughs> so yeah, that's a, that's another one. That's another one to add to the list. I can't, I can't, Lord. So y'all, we gonna take a break real quick and we will be right back. Hey y'all, welcome back. So we're gonna jump right back in. So the controversy, if you haven't um heard about, is um the Blind Side um from the movie um the actual person um who the movie is surrounded about is the Michael Orr. That is correct. And Michael. Michael Orr, and so his claims was that his family's um, put him in a conservatorship at 18, and um, he thought there was an adoption, um, and that they've been making millions off of him, um, especially off the blind side, um, and that uh, he, his siblings got millions versus him, um, and he didn't really, he didn't get anything, and it was caused like a big stir, however, 
until days went on. Apparently, he's been trying to do this for a while. Um, a lot of attorneys dropped him once they saw more sort of evidence, apparently. Um, he finally found one that could take him on. Um, the family only made like five hundred thousand. Um, far as that first thing, um, and they and they split between everybody. Everybody got a hundred thousand dollars. Also, um, like I said, apparently he's been attempting this before. Um, and from my understanding, they put him in a conservatorship so he can um go to Old Miss. I don't know the like how I don't I didn't understand that part of the details of that because usually you can get into a college without um a conservatorship, but I don't. Based off the evidence um presented by the people um how it looks it doesn't look really good for um the guy michael Orr, and he's claiming it made millions when the family actually sold their business for like 220 million dollars so you know not saying people can't be greedy but it does, it would imply that they really didn't need his need the money and he always got his residual, and they was, they was all more than willing to stop his conservatorship. They said apparently it was more so for college, and so it's not like he hasn't been getting his stuff. And so I know recently he just got married, and so they said maybe it's a spark of why, you know, he wanted to do those things. And so apparently they're in the process of, like, ending in conservatorship, and they said they haven't really talked to him in years. And so it's like they make sure they give him what he needs, um, give him his stuff without an issue, but... It doesn't really look good as far as the controversy because it was first started off as fucking people until we got more details. <laughs> I find it hard to believe because of the age that he was when they decided to move forward with conservatorship uh-huh. and or adoption since he thought he was adopted that he wouldn't have known what that was because it's very clear um, in the adoption hearings and, and conservatorship. Well, I can say that when you do go to dependency type um, court hearings, it's a lot going on and it can be quick. I'm confused because I think he's like 38 now, isn't he? Uh-huh. Um, That you haven't seen your birth certificate to know the difference. So you've, you're an athlete, you've traveled, you've traveled out of the country, I'm assuming. Um, you never seen your passport and I'm guessing with the conservatorship, maybe they handled those things to kind of maybe uh-huh. conceal, but at what point did you step up and say, Hey, I want to see these things or I don't know. I don't know what his, I haven't really looked into him that deep to see like what his financial status is uh-huh. as far as if he still has money from football, like what, what all is he doing? But at some point you didn't think to really look and determine what was and what wasn't you haven't seen your birth certificate i could tell you over the course of growing uh from 18 till now at 36 i've seen my birth certificate a couple of times um that has a lot to do with possibly me going to different jobs too but when i was specifically when i got my passport i had to mail in my birth certificate so it was just it's just making me really question did you not know and most most times and it seems like this family would be one of those families when you're adopted they do something very big about it like they're showing you hey this is your birth certificate um we're showing you hey you're ours and i don't remember the movie if they did it in the movie but based off of how everything put out it seems like something they would do not saying they did uh-huh. um how are you at this age not knowing 
And I just think that based on once I read, because I've read a few articles, um, I had time actually to sit down and like a little bit and read it a lot of it. And if I had to be like honest, I think he's just, I don't know what it is. And I, and I think this is one situation where I would agree with you that maybe this has not been on social media or something that we needed to know really. Um, more of like a family matter because like I don't know what you want the public to do because based off like they don't seem like they minced their words far as lawyer lawyer wise um, they've did everything far as showed them like it's not like he just thought of this he has been trying to do this multiple times with multiple different lawyers um, and once they see the evidence it's like no they didn't really they didn't do any foul play. And so I'm just curious on like what the actual issue is, and if that if it's an issue beyond just like the money thing, I, like I said, it's not something that, you know, could like I said they also haven't talked to him in quite a few years now, and I think you know they, I don't know if he is he apparently is when they get all this money from this movie when really they get like I think residuals, but. The guy that, I don't see them getting that much either because they didn't act in the movie. They took it from his likeness and the story that they created with mm -hmm. him. But from, I could um, see them the possibly creator, getting a yeah. beginning, yeah, a beginning payoff and maybe some royalties. But even with like, um, but apparently they gave him like they, they gave him that, and it's more because so they talked to the whole family. So it wasn't just like they talked to just him. The movie still included like everybody else. He's the main character, but they everybody got like the same equal pay throughout the whole ordeal. Um, the ad more, um, the guy with, you know, the disability was more so the, the writer's thing. Mm -hmm. And so apparently he also have said, like, he's known he's in a conservatorship also before. And so it's, just, it's, it's real, like, I'm not really too sure with the evidence of how, like, I should approach something like this, because from my understanding, they did everything. They, they, they didn't hold you back from anything. It's, if you wanted to end it, they would have just ended it. Ended it. So I've heard different things too, where like, and this is this is what I've uh -huh. just heard through. I haven't read much on it. Is that the other part was that he thought that he was a part of their family, but the other part is to me with that, if you haven't spoken to them in years, would you really care if you were they if they were your family or not? I didn't understand. And then um, I, I'm confused too with just coming from the child welfare lens of just how why did they? If I believe he was how old was he when this happened? Um, when I did it, um, 18. Okay. So conservatorship sounds to me like more like a conservatorship that they would do for like, how they doing for Brittany. Uh -huh. Right? Yes. So it makes me wonder what, why did he need that? It, it, was, it was something like dealing with like college and oldness, apparently for them to kind of like, um, him to get into there or something like that. I said that part, I didn't quite understand that part. And I think that's the part I got confused on. It, it seemed like something to deal with college and their um I don't know if old Miss required him to kind of could they need it I guess understand that commitment more so but everybody don't have parents we have plenty of kids that go off to college that are in foster care when they turn 18 and they go off to college I don't think they're apparently it seems like old Miss would have not admitted him if they didn't um if because they, they were trying to do it through the, um, what do you call them, um, legacy. Because um, mm -hmm. yeah, I guess if 
but he can't do it. They couldn't do it. Um, get him in through legacy. I think if they didn't, um, was an in conservatorship. So instead of adopting him, they did a conservatorship. But it seemed like. Well, then I also wonder you did all of this for this kid. Why couldn't you adopt him? Why couldn't he carry your name? Why uh -huh. couldn't he be your child? Like, you've done all of this from what the story provides of off of what they've done. Why wouldn't you have adopted him? Uh -huh. And given him, given him that. So it's it's just. It's so many unanswered questions here, uh -huh. but also it goes back to like you said, it wasn't nothing I need to know about. Yeah, it's it's, it's I don't know what you. It don't make it, me love the story no less. I'm I was sorry. Like, even I like did. um, they was like Sandra heart, um Bullock um what's name Bullock um they were like she used to give her Oscar I'm like what like, like how she get dragged into this and I'm like absolutely not. Like she just like she minded her like she, she's not the producer she's and I think that's when people um when people think about when actors and actors I think if it comes to like morally even then like even if I disagree with maybe like how it went down I don't think she um Sandra um Bullock should be a person that gives her uh, Oscar away she's an actor. The people that you want them to give like their stuff away is the producer and executive producer and directors. The people who actually make more money a lot of times than the actors. And she was hired to do a job. She ain't write the story. She ain't write the story. She ain't talk. See, I'm pretty sure she might have got like a general like talking from the like the family and stuff, but not enough to sit there and be like she knew what was going on. Hmm. I don't know. Very very I, interesting to say the least. Now yes. this next one you got to tell me about because. Yeah, this one was interesting. So, um, I was a little bit late to this, but um, I was minding my business, um, scrolling social media. I think I was in California at that point. I think it was um, he had stopped. And I seen this apartment manager, this lady, um, assault this boy, this eleven-year-old boy. And so it's um, the story reads more so. This lady. Her name is, oh, I don't know her name, but we're going to call it, I think it's like Jennings. Yeah, Jennings. So Kimberly Jennings it like, is facing discrimination charges and battery and intentional infliction of emotional distress. Um, parents, so the parents, after going to the apartment complex um, in a real estate company for, um, oh, they actually going to the apartment complex and real estate company um, for the damages. The apartment manager is um, Jennings, and what she does is she tells the, um, this eleven-year-old boy, black boy, um, ladies white, and then um, and his sister. Um, they didn't get the sister age. Um, they didn't get out the pool. You know, they need to go home with the case from me. Whether um, I'm not sure if the kids lived there or they did not, or they was put up like a cousin with case from me or like a guest, whatever. Like they was getting no pool. Um, in the video, you see the kid like actually put on it. Like he's 11 years old, he's getting his stuff and clothes on. Um, and the lady, like, she is throwing soda at him, soda at him, and she punches him. And also, she also um, pulls the little girl's hair and um, slaps her too. And the only thought I could think of outside, and I think this is also like it wasn't too far um, after the Montgomery um, boat um, thing. Um, <laughs> I couldn't tell you like if I was like at work the like the sheer quietness I would have probably had on my weight um, or if I was in my apartment of how I would just roll up to it real quick 
I think a lot of these things, especially nowadays with um, the political climate, these are becoming more prevalent. I think we should, you know, make sure we are being very aware of like a lot of these like racist people who feel the need to take liberties because there's no reason why she's to punch that boy. Oh yeah, and she um still what you act um you acting like a real nigger. I don't know. I don't know. Like, it's, it, it would have taken the jaws of a life to get me off of her. When I tell you what took everything to not make me drag her ass up and down the street, because there is no justification. Even if that little boy was talking back to her, uh-huh. unless he put some hands on her, it still was no justification. He's eleven. Um, and he looks like an 11 year old. Um, uh-huh. he don't like no big old overgrown 15, 16 year old boy. Right. Uh-huh. Um, <clears throat> I can tell you from just living in a neighborhood now, um, and living on my own that I have, I repeatedly hear, and I'm giving an example of what I see off of my, um, group chat for my neighborhood with the pool. These kids are disrespectful. These uh-huh. kids will call you out your name. These kids don't, when you tell them to leave, they're not leaving. These kids are destroying property. Um, At the pool, they, they, the other day we had some kid, a big teenager, poop uh-huh. in the pool. Mm-hmm. Ain't nothing wrong yeah. with them, just pooped in the pool. They had bicycles in the pool. It's just ridiculous the, the way that these generations of kids are growing up uh-huh. and the things that they do. But in this particular situation, there's video and it shows this little boy is gathering his stuff to leave. Even if he did put some hesitation beforehand, what we see is that he's getting his stuff to leave and you attack them and you're not their parent. And it's it's this utter hatred that white people have towards blacks that you would spew this upon a child. And she wasn't by herself. She had people around her. And my thing is with like this shit right here, it's like we see shit, we see stuff like this and nobody stepped in. Like nobody like I don't care who she is. I think I I, I would rather have to find another job. And so this is me and I have to understand certain things with people and their um how privilege works. Um But we're just, also in a day and a time in life too. Where people will just stand back and look uh-huh. at things and 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 not really know if they should or why or how or when to respond. I'm I can tell you I'm guilty of that. I cannot tell you I would do that with a kid, but I can't tell you with an older person. Like I, I sometimes don't know if I should or I shouldn't because sometimes you just don't know if it's a setup. We see so many different things that are occurring. This situation is very different. But like I, I seen something on social media the other day and I was talking to my aunt about it and I said, I don't know what I would have did. And I really had to pause and think. An older guy was on the ground like clearly I think he had like a buggy and he must have failed. Uh-huh. And these two black boys, mind you, other people around with cameras recording, white people, black people, just looking. But these two young like high school boys Literally, one had him wrap his arms around him and picked him up and put him in a corner so he could sit and be comfortable. And the other one gathered his stuff and brought it over there to him. But I can't tell you what I would have done. It, it, it's it's it, we live in a society right now where sometimes you don't know to respond or not to respond. I, I cannot say with a clear depiction of a child and an adult as a attacking the child and we watching this whole scenario that uh-huh. we wouldn't have stepped in just how they did at the um river river montgomery river uh-huh. thing the where they stepped in um but sometimes i'm really left in a, in a rock in a hard place as a human being of do i say something 
Do I yell stop? Do I do I yell and try to assist? Because this is wrong. And that's valid. I guess my thing is just more so like kids are usually, I'm, sorry, I'm not saying kids are usually innocent, but I do feel like there's kids different ways to approach innocent. it with kids. I'm saying no, kids, a lot of kids are not innocent. It's some like really bad It's just the approach should be different. I guess like I said, if real folks on this situation, sneed ass whoop. Like I couldn't see myself sitting there, mainly because like, um, and this is just more so me. I don't, I'm not a really big fan of like when people are trying to like us, especially like obey or somebody's like more so bullying tactics. I'm not really a fan of that. And now this boy, it's gonna, you know, it's gonna affect him for the rest of his life and his sister too, for just like you know. Whether they was in the wrong for being in the pool or not, like I said, it's this is when we talk about emotional regulation of like just people, like no reason why she had to do that. And so she did she imposed trauma on them that it was not needed. Uh-huh. Like and so now if how will like, they know how to react in the environment when they are surrounded uh-huh. around white people? Like they would probably cringe because you've clearly made it known that it was a race thing as to why you initially even kinda pinpointed that they don't belong from the way the article reads, right? Uh-huh. Um, about hearing that they did anything wrong more so than her reaction to them being there. Yeah. And, I said, and that's the crazy part about it. It's just like I said, it's just uh, sometimes violence is the answer. You got a point though. And I could see, like I said to you, when she walked into that county jail <laughs> and them girls them been sitting up there watching the news and she walked through them double doors and that thing click, clank. Um, I'm quite sure somebody tagged team to unless due to her white privilege she got placed in solitary confinement. No, which I, I would not take, be surprised. Honestly, her privilege ain't gonna go. Um, it really depends. The girl has the person that she has to be placed for other racist people, which they don't give uh special um things to that. Um, all it's gonna take is really is no matter what race for a mom to be like, I miss my children. This is what you over here doing to children? Baby, put your. That's all up. I saw in my head. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even think allow her that opportunity. And I, then I can also see, because just working sometimes in that in that realm of, like, detention, or I won't call it detention, but um, jail, like, I can see the officers being like, well, I'm going to give y'all about a good 60 seconds to get y'all licks in before we know we call it. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm so gonna, I, don't, I don't know some I'm people that saw that and they're like, oh, it's okay. I'm going to go slowly walk to the um, button where we need to stop. Um, I'm going to drop my pins. So I'm going to drop my phone real quick. No. I would not be surprised if she got tag team when them doors closed. Because if, if, if it made the news, and then just imagine, like, I feel like when people be in jail, like, they got phones in there too. So the same thing that you phone. see on these social medias and, 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 um, and on the news, when you having what it is, I forgot what you call that hour where they get to watch TV and stuff like that or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, you be like, oh, People just walked in the door. They know you by name. Especially when you got them people who um are like lifers. <laughs> oh, that's that's worse. People you wanted to be encountered with. It's gonna be a rough day. <laughs> rough twenty four hours. <laughs> so our last topic. Um, and honestly, I think I more so have a statement about this and about and I think we talk about this a lot. And so that's why I'm like, I would keep this real short. The California short, huh? We gonna try. Go ahead. I'm gonna try. We still haven't agreed to disagree. Don't forget. We do. 
Um, so I'm trying to keep. So it's more like I said a statement for me more. So like a California school district has passed a policy that requires teachers to out trans and gender nonconforming students to their parents, even though the state has a warrant them such policies are likely illegal. Um, so in these two school, um, and the school district, they unanimously voted with their board three to two. Um, and about telling the children, um, or the parents about their, how the children are presenting at school. And I must say, um, it is just weird that this is like the focus of like so many people's brains. And I understand like, I want people to have the right to be able to disagree with whatever gender norms or whatever the case may be. I would just implore you guys, implore people to kind of like be very mindful because you do have situations like this. Um, somebody asked them a situation um, with their kids um, who they overall, the kid wants to be called, um, identifies as this, but the parents is like, no, um, I, no, you better not call my child this at, at this school. And so you, you're in conflict of what you call this child. And I'm, I'm gonna let you know that I'm calling the child what the child wants to be called. I, I'm, it's very nice that you want this for your child, or it's not nice, but it's okay. It's wanting this for your child, and that's right. And thank you for letting me know. Your child is telling me this is what they want to be called. I don't know what to quite tell you. Um, I think you should. people should really focus on how damaging, I guess, it could be, especially in certain households that you, as a school, getting into their household to this degree. Um, sometimes that separation, sometimes that school is all they have as far as like expressing themselves. And so you take away that and it's also, it's like basically them that commit now, you might as well hold a knife to their hand or the pills or whatever the case may be. And I just think it's very mindful. It's okay to uh, 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 disagree with it, but out into their parents, to me, it's, it's extreme. So if there's a six-year-old and the six-year-old is Tommy, no, the six-year-old is Ashley and Ashley wants to go by Tommy and Ashley wants to use the boys' bathroom and Ashley wants to do all these great things to identify herself as a male, um, should we not be having a conversation with the parents to, to discuss, even if we are friendly to the idea of everything? Or... Or but I, like I'm, I'm a little. I agree with it within it within certain parts like middle and high school. To me, it's not that big of a deal because I don't want you to be uncomfortable in school to where you're so focused on what I'm calling you mm -hmm. as a name that you can't focus on your studies because the, the key goal of you being in school is for education, right? Mm -hmm. So if it means next to Tommy Peterson, I write Angelica Peterson as the name that they're preferring to be called. So be it. Just make sure that on because schools haven't gotten that that advance that on Scantrons, your work and everything, I'm grading Tommy until we can get that legally changed. And that's just the way it got to be. But if you want to be called something different, Even I got schools, you. But in schools, you can have a preferred name and they can use that preferred name. I think even like on the Scantron, they would put the preferred name. That's from my understanding. It's always even been there beforehand. There's a, there's a there's an open box on that Scantron when you are signing your child into the school that you can um I ain't seen have it. different names. I, 
Because a Scantron is like a example. When you're taking an FCAT, an uh-huh. FCAT is a statewide a standardized test. Uh-huh. So if it's a statewide test, I can't accept Angelica when Angelica's not on my roster. Who was registered to my school was Tommy. Uh-huh. And I get I get the frustrations with that, but if the legal ramifications have not been done to change that, I'm technically grading Tommy. If I put another person's name, like that's not who who is the person that was mm-hmm. registered. I'm not trying I mean, to be. I'm not no, no, trying no. to be. No, I'm saying, but that may be the case. But I think when we have these discussions, I think that I have to understand everybody is well versed and like. Because usually, if you have a six-year-old that wants to do all those things, nine times out of ten, the parents knows already, and they're uh, and you, and you would know as a teacher. A lot of like, I, this in particular is it's a, it's a, so it's a difference between the parents not knowing and the parents knowing and then actively like against it. That is a different thing because when they even when they're in those situations, usually they understand they're gonna to have to go to this bathroom because they're, they they have to understand the limits because they're already at this point hiding it from their parents, and so, and I think that is what more so category I'm talking about because nine times out of ten, if you have a child at six years old that wants to go to the boys' bathroom, the the, the parents already know, and so all it's going to do is create a space for that child to um, not express this in public with their parents. So at school, they're still going to go to their um, some born sex gender bathroom. When they see their parent, they're going to go by Tommy. But when they go to um, class and they talk to one of their friends or they talk to you as a teacher, like, well, my name is Angelica. My parents don't like it, but and usually it's really rare cases you're not going to know and not saying those cases don't exist it's just usually going to know how to navigate those spaces what this bill is more so targeting is those kids who are hiding it from their parents they're still following the school rules they're still signing the rights um the, the scantrons that were uh, you know that their parents would want them to sign it is really like if they're in a space when they're around their friends and it's just like well this is how I identify and this is how they present in school. I would say for my own personal thing, acting to my school versus my home life, as far as how I act, it was a little was different. And so to kind of like regulate that and now if somebody wants to tell like what I did in school as far as how I act and like who you, you know, I guess I would say hang around how you identify original school that takes away a certain piece that i think a lot, a lot of straight people won't, won't ever um understand and so that's why i said maybe i'm biased i'll be against have you ever seen it. the episode i know you don't watch that much of this is us when it was mm-hmm. on air but there is an episode of this is us um and the black guy who's the one of the main characters in the show mm-hmm. um goes to teach at his old high school and while he was teaching at his old high school um, he was met with a um kiddo who was born a girl, uh-huh. um, but she identified as a boy. Um, initially at the beginning of the classes when they were doing it, she was just very uncomfortable. And then he gave an assignment, uh-huh. and within the assignment, she he um identified that you know I go by this. This is who I am. This is what makes me most comfortable. Blah 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 blah. Um. I don't know. I don't remember if at the time once she became closer to the teacher because he accepted her. He accepted uh-huh. him who he was identifying as. Um, I don't remember if it was then or there, but at some point, the teacher, which is the black guy, ended up having a meeting with her dad. If I'm not mistaken, I even think he may have went to school with her dad or something uh-huh. like that. Um, but he was a big contributor to the school financially because it's like a wealthy school. 
Um, he's talking to the dad, and he says, "I think that the 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 kid wanted to go by Maddox, uh-huh. and the teacher's like, so Maddox, da 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 da." And he was like, "What? Who are you talking about?" He became frustrated because I guess he heard it before and he wasn't accepting the fact that his daughter wants to identify as a boy. But you actually get to see that whole scene play out. Uh-huh. And it gave me, it opened my eyes up to a little bit more of understanding of exactly what you're talking about and how this can be detrimental. And how they even went through like, I think it was like maybe two or three episodes, they went through like an up and down with it. Uh-huh. And then the dad came to a head of like, okay, in order for us to be able to have a relationship and to move further, what we have to do, I have to accept you for who you are. And it was with the help of this teacher who basically said the same thing that you were saying, like, I'm going to call him Maddox. Like, if this makes him comfortable, I'm not going to make him uncomfortable. Whatever y'all got going on at home, that's what y'all got going on. But in my class, she he answers as Maddox. And it was like this tug of war, uh-huh. but we're fighting over something so trivial that the ultimate goal is not what their name is going to be. Their name could change again tomorrow. What matters is what are they consuming and learning while they're in this environment? And are we building them up in the manner in which they can be productive citizens of the world? Not if I call you Maddie today or Abigail tomorrow or this or that. So in those situations that you brought up about where it can be harmful to them to, to notify a parent, I guess I would say that I would be on, on board with if I know that your parents don't accept it and you're of an age where we can really have like middle school from middle school on. I'm good, uh-huh. but like elementary, if it's if it's if it's beginning to interfere with the work, then we may have to bring the circles back. I just don't want to be dealing with the kid that young, and we not having transparency with the parents. And I said, I, I understand that. I like I said, I just see it as like areas of like issues, and like I think when people think about established racism with their parents, I think it's more normal. It's I would see I see it more normal now, but I do experience a lot of people within the gay culture that doesn't talk to a lot of their parents because of those things, or they kind of avoid those stuff, or and more so it hurt whatever how it looks. It's that relationship time, but it hurts the relationship as it get older, and sometimes those things doesn't necessarily repair, which is you know unfortunate in that part. But I just think that when you are going through those things, I think this is one of the reasons why I think American system is one of the poorest um, educational system in the world at this point. I I, I find American education extremely poor compared to other countries, especially like, um, and I lean towards Asian countries, and it really because I like the Eastern philosophy of how they actually teach morality classes and not understanding and acknowledging their more collective society. Mm-hmm. So they have to they, they they teach a lot about being more mindful around um others around you because in Japan you're not gonna really hear people just randomly like yelling um in places. Um, they have this like really cold that like, works well of being very intentional about how you move through these spaces because you're not doing person through these spaces and then more so just acknowledging people. You don't have to understand it or like really care for it or like um have that belief in it, but. It's not my job as a teacher because all that does is just probably make that that child's life worse, and that's my only concern about it. Sure. Because now they can't now they can't trust you in this space, and so now they're in a space of like harmful. And I don't understand why one part is harmful and it can you know potentially lead to fatal causes, and the other side is just them being happy and doing their schoolwork, and that is the biggest difference to me. One side actively hurts the person, the other side is more so. Okay. All right. Maddox, cool. What's two times two? What is theirs, there, and there are? 
Can you can you can your daddy um figure that out? Okay, so moving beyond that is is the, is the goal. Like a name is just the same. Yeah. You, you, I, I totally agree with you. I don't even have a, a true. The only thing I said like is a, is a certain age if it's beginning to affect the the learning uh-huh. sphere. Um, but outside that. of that, I can, I can, I could totally rock with it. And I understand that. I can see that. All right. y'all we got about to do this agree to disagree so i i watched the video but i didn't watch it so y'all i disagree agree to do, um agree to disagree this week is disciplining your children on social media and it is is it um it says so is it um what today's youth need for discipline and you see a lot of times when um the youth are like being that they're bad to the point where no, so they are being disciplined to the point where the parents are putting them on social media. And so I agree to disagree is, is it okay basically um, disciplining your children on social media? My, my answer is always going to be an absolute no. Webinar. Ooh, I was about to say something very rude. I'll probably have y'all come check up on me about something. <laughs> and it's not towards you and it's more so and I would say this is as a person who was heavily disciplined as a child you had to put that on my own if, if social media was like that and I just and I put myself in it but I do I just think of other causes like imagine just being disciplined at home now you got to go to school and deal with that for like long-term effects and I think that's my thing about it it's like you do this for the small gratifications for them to be obedient in this small moment. However, that is not actually teaching your child something. I understand sometimes your child is, you know, some children are absolutely bad. That is understandable. But the response should not to be have this, because what, putting them on social media, it is, it's like a forever thing. Don't let one of them, their class members get to it. And now there's something they have to deal with every day. So it, it can correct their behavior. But now they have to kind of deal with this extra added on thing each and every day, and that's a form of bullying that is that is not okay. <laughs> Did I make a point? No, not really. Um, so the way I see it is right. Mm-hmm. I would not just first. Of all, I don't think it's something I would do right, but I'm not totally against it. And the reason I'm not telling it is if the child took to social media to display something that I'm now having to come back around and discipline them for, then I don't care if the parent goes to the social media and discipline them. Social media takes up too much of a child's world when they are involved in it. And they like to take the social media to show off something or do something that they know they have no business doing. So if you was big enough to go and be big and bold and bad, you'd be enough to accept the punishment on social media. And it's, it's, it's almost like a humbling experience. And yeah, it may carry on for another couple of days, but something else will happen just like it happens in social media, just like it happens in the news and you'll become old flame news. But um, I, 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 for me, I don't totally see it as horrible. Um, it's not, it's, once again, it's not something I would do. It's not something I'm just totally gun hold, like take it to social media. Like one of the videos of the kids, um, holding up chairs over their head and having to stand against the wall. And I don't know how long they're standing for, but they're having to stand and hold their hands up high while holding the chair up in the, against the wall. Mm-hmm. But, but, but what did you do? And, and why did we get to the point of needing to bring it to social media? I don't think this is any parent's 
and I'm, I could be over speaking, uh-huh. first response to do with the kid. But it's also in this day and age, just talking to your child, just spanking your child, and then moving on. If spanking is your thing, and then moving on and saying, okay, don't do this again. We're 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 kind of past that generation. Not totally, because I do think in some households it work. But mm-hmm. in these new age generations, you gotta do something that sticks. What would make it stick? I don't think this is something that make it stick. And I think because you're also, all you're doing is making is just creating another spirit of that. I need to put my social, I need to put, it's weird that some people find it okay when it's like you're putting their behavior out there on social media. And we talk about all the time about putting stuff on social media and how it can be detrimental to people and how people seek validation. Because at this point, you put your child on social media, it's, it's more than just you disciplining your child. You're trying to seek some validation from uh, from your from your peers of well, this is this is how we treat the kids over here um when they um get stepped out of line. It is like a form of to me this is a form of like a corporal punishment. Like to put it on social media I don't feel like that's ever the best thing. I feel like a a child would I, I would imagine that a child will be weary of trusting you. I understand like that some children are like um they have children who have behaviors that are out of control absolutely but a lot of the times that majority of the times that is not the answer to like how to like behaviors i think we have to I'm, I'm not saying that it's the huh? answer i'm just saying that i think that some parents looking for other other options will tend to go this route because they're feeling like their backs against the wall i always say this uh-huh. And I do mean this for any parent. There is no, there is no rule book of raising a child. Uh-huh. Some succeed, some fail, some meet in the middle. Um, it, it's 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 like this a will, spectrum basically because be you fail. don't you don't know, huh? This will be a fail. Huh? This will be a fail. This will be a fail for you, but for another kid, they may get this same punishment and be like, I ain't gonna mess with her no more. Right. Like, but if you didn't do, it, it may be. I don't know what the answer is to this. Mm-hmm. More so than I can say that I can see how a parent can get to the level of going there. I think it should be something that you should think about again, because I don't think they're publicly punishing my kid and then looking for validation from other people. Because you are right to agree with what I did is, is the appropriate route to go with for for a kid. I'm not in total agreement with it, but I can also see how a parent could be feeling like my back is against the wall and what is going to make them see I'm not playing with them. Because we know, like I said, if you really look at these kids these days, it's 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 not like what it was 15 years ago when we were being, well, maybe 20 years ago. I don't know how long for me, but a few years ago when I was a kid, right? <laughs> or even a few years back for you when you was a kid. It's mm. not the same anymore. Hey, how long not, it was it when I was a kid? It's not what you consider a kid. I'm, I'm, just, I'm just going back to I'm my do, kid, I'm right? doing 20, I'm doing 20 years. I was 11. Hey, well, it ain't like what it was when I was over 20 years ago. But, you know, I guess, and I understand that. I, I just think that we need to understand that as society, we grow. We talk about how language changed within our society, but I don't think sometimes we talk about how generations, like, um, it's very obvious, um, a lot of our generation, between millennials and generation, um, I say X, yeah, Generation X, I guess the one lower than us, that the things that worked previously doesn't really work for us. And so we want to kind of, it is a shift in how we 
um, things are. Also, social media is, wasn't as big, and I think we talk about social media a lot, but I, it is no doubt about it in my head. If social media was around when our grandparents was alive, I feel like a lot of y'all, a lot of us would not be here. A lot of us would openly see our grandmas and um, twerking and um, or getting their ass off on social media. I think it's just, a t- it, it is a product of the times. And I think that we have to learn, we have to kind of remove ourselves from like the old way of thinking and kind of understanding like, how can we navigate this space? Because Disciplining your child on social media is not something that I would recommend ever anybody to do. You see social media build people up and tear people down at the same time. And so to put your child in, the willing to put your child in something like that, to me, is just weird. Also, understand that this can go also one of two ways. You have children that are going to listen. Yes, yeah, some children, this, this would set them straight in a way. But how many times we watch scared straight and them kids turn out worse? And so, it, it, is, is that the goal? Do you not think that there's other ways to help a child versus immediately going to social media? I, I don't, I feel like I would rather just send them, to, you know, try another method versus putting it out there to the world. Cause now I definitely got, agree with try another uh, method. Um, I still stick with the, the saying that I could see how parents get there. Like, sometimes you're, you, like, every child has a different level of temperament. Every child has a different uh-huh. level of how much they're going to push your buttons, right? Uh-huh. So you can have three kids. Whew, let's talk about your mama. Seven kids. Uh-huh. Everybody got a different level of temperament. Everybody got a different level of how far they can be pushed. Let's uh-huh. take number six, for example. Number six, you want to have to go. I love number to go six. About Everybody I do best. too. But number six, so I to go about 15 times before it may even stick. And even the 16th time, it still may not stick. That's a part of who he is. But then you could tell... You could tell you or number number four. Five. Yeah, number four. Oh. No, four. Wow. And she may <laughs> she her feelings may be hurt just off of a talk. Yeah. Because um, she seems like she was probably that as a kid. Like, oh, oh, you talk to me aggressively. Oh my goodness. So I, <laughs> like and that, that's a household of seven people. It's the voice you made. <laughs> Oh baby, I love my baby. And I even use the example of me and my brother. My Mm -hmm. daddy could just look at me and my mama look at me or even just say something. They they gotta go bubble whisper. I'm in tears. Brother needed my brother needed tough love growing up, okay? We was night and day. (laughs) My daddy was sitting in his classrooms with him in middle school when he started out to make sure that he was in line. Versus me, I'm the straight A B student, and I'm my conduct is all A's. Not yeah. that his grades wasn't good, but he he needed a little bit more reinforcement. So it's when you're raising kids, I, I see it. It's not a once again, it's not a a, a booklet. It tells you what uh-huh. to do exactly, and it's not going to be the same for all of the kids. So I can see how you may have that one kid that pushes your temperament, and the one way to get them is through the one thing that they love the most: social media. True. I'm not saying it's right. I think you should definitely just... stop and think uh-huh. and find another way. That's but I can I see how you could be so. That's why they tell parents this: when you're about to discipline your child, to walk away for a minute, especially if you're going to spank them, uh-huh. to to walk away and come back. But don't beat them while you're angry, because the type of force that you're going to use when you're angry versus the type of force that you're going to use when you're not at that high level is a significant uh-huh. difference of you potentially harming them. Versus not. It's the same thing if you decide I'm going to take this to social media. 
My, my biggest thing was, are you finna tell my grandma, my aunties, my cousins what I did? Because, baby, uh -huh. I like I told you, my biggest fear is embarrassment. And the one, one thing you I don't want to hear is that you went and told everybody else what I did. Even though mama got a big mouth and that's what she would do, I used to be butt hurt, okay? Child, that's, that's but, my thing. And see, like I said, you have like a different child, different temperament, because, you know, we, we talk about children. Number three, good Lord. Um... <laughs> number three and number six is about the same. No, no, no. Number three got six beat at beat at all. Every every each, each way. No. Mm -mm. Number six <laughs> is a dream compared to, to three. Being that I I don't I'm surprised you never heard the stories. Number <laughs> Hey y'all, I'm talking about my siblings. I, I'm I'm the oldest of seven, so we're doing the numbers. Um yeah, number three. I can see number three being a product of like possibly putting it on social media without it, without if answer doubt. And I and I can and I you know if I look at it through <laughs> that lens, like I said I understand it. However, I don't think that like I said to me because you can it can go more than one way and it can have a lasting effect. I don't think it would be a, a manner of actually teaching somebody something because if you get a certain children. Um, it won't matter. Um, better yet, um, I even use me an example. No matter how my parents tried, it was always funny when my dad had to make me apologize about something. And I had to like <laughs> apologize to my mama. My mama knew it from the very like moment I looked at her. She'd be like, I don't want your apology. But you ain't gonna mean it. And I used to look at her and be like, in my head, I'm like, bitch, I'm glad you know. <laughs> <laughs> And my like, I don't. My don't got disciplined by my daddy, and there's nothing they could do. I would, I would say I'm sorry, but it's at, you knew when I said look you in your face and told you sorry that my mind was somewhere else, and I wasn't, and that wasn't changing at all. And I think when you think about children, I think you just have to kind of like really be creative and kind of like also take a step back and be willing to be like, okay, well, I want you to express yourself and like maybe how, what were you feeling in this scenario that made you want to do this? A lot of times it's, it's a lot of listening and a misunderstanding. I don't mean they you still not go correct them and not curve their behaviors, but I do think there's a lot of like very much listening, understanding, and patience because impatience always mm, takes a, it takes a village. I'm glad I don't, I don't have any children. Because when I did, I still struggled. So I said, I understand the struggle. It's a very big struggle. It, it takes, oh, it takes patience. Mm -hmm. And I do, I, I do like what you said about coming up with um, creative ways, right? Uh -huh. Because once again, we're not living in the times of what we were raised. And you have to get creative if you're going. Disciplining will always forever be. Uh -huh. We are disciplined as adults through consequences. And children are disciplined as a result through consequences as well. And it just matters on how you're going to make that consequence um, be effective, right? Uh -huh. um, and that's why I said for some parents, they may see that social media may be most effective. I don't agree, but I can see how someone can get to that, to get to that point. Uh -huh. um, so it's it's maybe taking that step back moment as a parent and being like, Hey, what can I do that's gonna be effective? Um, like is this gonna satisfy me my... or is it gonna satisfy is it gonna actually teach my child something? Yeah. Is it gonna show them that consequences come with 
actions. And that's, I remember growing up and the, one of the key things I learned in elementary, which may be sad, but is that there are good consequences and there are bad consequences. But for every action, there is a consequence, good or bad. So you you have to be ready for what is oh, going sure. to come thereafter. And most times when kids do something, they know they're doing something that's wrong, if, they, if it's wrong. Because your parents kind of set the expectations of you from very early on. Most parents, I'm not going to say all. Mm -hmm. Everybody doesn't have that same rearing. Mm -hmm. um, to be able to, when they, the kids that I do see in these videos, they know what they did. Mm -hmm. We we all agree they did something wrong. When we, when we watching, I have yet to see one of these videos when a girl getting a haircut with a little boy being talked to by the little strict guy guy uh -huh. with these kids holding the chairs. Everything that I've heard that has been done has been a situation where, yes, I understand you want to implement a consequence, but is this the appropriate consequence? And now you have to step back and be the adult. Because we all know them kids in school. We have friends. Like, I know my mama go home and whoop me. I know they go go home and do X, Y, Z. I don't give a fuck. And so now that you put them on social media, which is could be like a worst thing in their world, at that point, it's, it it could open up a door for them to be like, fuck it. We going to do it again? Okay. I could, I, at that point, it's going to be abuse. I'm just, it's just multiple ways to go. It really had, is. You damn sweet. I, I remember having them children like, I'm going to get my ass whooped when I get home. And they did not care. They openly did not care. They came to school the next day. It's a dude that in our elementary got his ass whooped in the bathroom. Came back the next day, did the same shit again. Did not give one fuck. That point, you I embarrassed him. I seen a dude. I seen the opposite. I'll never forget this boy name. I almost said his full government name. <laughs> um, his mama came into the classroom to beat his ass in front of us. He just said no. She took him to the room, and then she made him come back after the ass open and apologize to all of us for disrupting the class. Um, I could tell you this. He still grew up to be the class clown, but we wouldn't get no calls as mama. Like he his, his disruptiveness uh -huh. went down significantly because he knew that she left her job. You could she was one of them hard worker mamas too. Like uh -huh. when she walked in, I think it was like second or first grade. She walked in there and she was mad. Take off your job. She had on like she had on like that um <laughs> one of them like suits, like them them jacket suits and the skirt and the little oh, stockings. She knows she had to be serious. And the little low shoes. Oh. She looked tired. Like she had been working all day, and you made me leave work early. She laid into him. Um, um so it's that's the worst yeah well yeah y'all you know it's another day i guess we go end this yeah, podcast right another here episode <laughs> <laughs> we thank yeah, you guys for listening to us always. and joining us today on our new adventures as bernard embarks mm -hmm. on seattle and we're doing this in totally different states Yes, in different times now. Ooh. Yeah, that's going to be interesting. Mm -hmm, I didn't think about that till you said, what time you want to record? And I'm I, like, hmm. You must not, I was over, over, over here just like, mine, like, I had just finished um, the call we was talking about, and I was just like, I was about to go on, um, I was about to leave the house. Until I realized, like, I was oh. like, what time you going to want to do this? <laughs> <laughs> We got it, y'all. So I said, thank you for listening, y'all. And we'll make sure we and make sure you also send us suggestions if you do want us to talk about anything or a scenario, whatever case may be. I do think we should. Um, I'm gonna reach out to see if somebody wants us to talk about anything in particular. It will also be good if you had some 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 topics like we. 
we are constantly looking for a different agree to disagree, even if we agree on it. Uh -huh. But some topics that, you know, based upon our personalities and listening to us every two weeks of something that you would like to see our viewpoints on. Uh -huh. um, you can always, you know, find us at our email at thejuicycup at gmail.com. Um, you can also find us on Instagram at the Juicy Cup Podcast, and then on Twitter at the underscore Juicy underscore Cup. Um, on any one of those different uh -huh. scenarios, you can find us and give us um, feedback, topic suggestions, or just your thoughts because we love to hear. It. Let us know. Like I say, it don't always have to be like something as no, I wouldn't say dramatic, but it could be fun. Agree to disagree topics. For us, look for anything you want to agree to disagree on. Send us a suggestion. It could be um, Dorito, um, salt vinegar chips are better than Doritos. Facts. <laughs> <laughs> All Thank right, you guys. We'll see you later. Bye.